tell you, between my stance on Ukraine and Adam and Eve both eating the forbidden fruit, I have taken more arrows this week than St. Sebastian. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Greater Bone Gap area and the Bushels and Barrels program. My name is Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and Twitter is where you can find me. Uh, as usual, I'm sitting right beside my beautiful bride. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. That's promo code hello, Jessica, for those of you who <laughs> want to go to my pillow, but we're not ready to pay bills yet. What do you got on your list today? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> Farming update. I got in the field this past week. You did? Yeah. I I, uh, I did what I told you guys I wasn't going to do. It actually dried up good enough. I could get some nitrogen on wheat. So I got out there and I did that. Do you think the rain melted it away or? Uh, no, 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 it probably actually helped put it in the ground. We got a oh, massive okay. amount of rain right here. Um, it'd been Friday, got about three point, I don't know, two inches, something mm-hmm. like that. Depending on where you're standing, but as usual, south of the house has turned into a big lake. So if I had a jet ski, it'd be a fun time tonight, today. <laughs> and it's another beautiful Sunday afternoon. So like, I can't wait to do the podcast, obviously, but I can't wait to get it done. Yeah. So I can go outside and play again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, just kind of, uh, slugging through March now and, and, uh, went to Winnie farms on Friday night, Adam and Matt up there, Roy, those guys are such good dudes. They run such a nice operation. Where is that at? Altamont, Illinois. What's Altamont known for? Anything? Winnie farms. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And we just, Tony and, and Cody and I went up there and, um. We just, we just had a great time and it's always fun to talk to people that are in your industry, but don't do stuff the same as you or do stuff on a level higher or, I mean, or a level lower. It don't matter because all of us have rhymes and reasons for the reasons we do stuff. It's just fun to, fun to pick people's brains about the industry you love. So it's a really, really good time. So thank you to Winnie Farms for having us up here on Friday. And, um, other than that, hell, I've just been hauling grain and. Went and got my uh, semi and dump trailer now. So now I've got a way to move fertilizer and lime and grain and everything. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you feel like spring's in the air? I do. Like right around the corner. See, Typically, like right now, I think our average high, average daily high around here is what, 48, 49 degrees. And it's just been in the mid 60s. And I said this in my TikTok this past week. Last time we had really re- a pretty warm February and then a warm March was 2012. I hope hope there's nothing to that. That makes me nervous. I don't like that. Because 2012, you've talked about many times it's, because of the like the record drought. Oh, yeah. It's branded into every mm. farmer's brain around here, mm. what 2012 was. Okay. I mean, even the old timers would tell you that's the worst drought they've ever been through, ever yeah. seen. So, Man. You know, you just... It's just some similarities here. Not saying that anything's going to happen. Uh-huh. Of course, in 2012, I don't think we got a three and a half inch rain in March like we did Friday. So, whatever. 2012, you were not married to me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to pray and believe against that and take the authority that was delegated to me okay. when Jesus walked this earth. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, pray water for our crops <laughs> if if it looks like it might come a drought. I like that. Thank so, you. Yeah. There's what have difference. you been doing? <laughs> My sister had her wedding shower yesterday, so I've just been busy decorating and tearing down and building up and tearing down and <laughs> yeah, 
driving down to Pope County. That's what I've been doing. Gotcha. So that's fun. I also put out some political signs this week. Oh, Ryan Peter for school board. Uh huh. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Do you have thoughts on the upcoming election, which is in April? You know, we're about a month out. I, I said it way back in early December or whenever it was that six people running for three spots. It's hard to tell how the vote might or could get divided. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not like a Republican running for a, against a Democrat for right. one seat. It's just not like that. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We'll find out. And, and we got some good people running. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Some people with really big names in mm-hmm. Mount Carmel that I'm running with or against or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how it'll shake out. One of the people running uh, is a current member of the board with me, and she, like, always gets the most votes. Always. Mm-hmm. And so if that pans out, that only leaves two spots open for six people. Or five people, I should say. Yeah. So... I don't know. You I don't think know. she'll get the most votes this year? Yeah, she always does. Okay. She's just popular in Mount Carmel. I mean, she's okay. just a well-known. Uh, she's got a name in Mount Carmel. Everybody mm-hmm. knows. So, yeah. um, I don't know what's going to happen. Do I, do I think I'm going to win? I'd like to think so. Yeah. But have I pissed some people off along the way? I'd like to think so. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. I, I've got a lot of support, but then I've heard that I don't. I have quite a bit of people who oppose me. So. You've heard that from people? What? That you've you've got some uh, some major opposition. I'm not going to say major, but I've heard some names of people's like they wouldn't vote for you if, for a dog catcher. Well, I know school board. Yeah, well, yeah. Which I mean, I understand. Everybody's going to have that. Yeah, there's some people running right here on the ballot right now to be on the school board. I would not nominate to be dog dog catcher, let alone on our school board. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going to happen. You know what? If I don't make it, I don't make it. It's just it's the way it is. I'm going to consider it something that God's doing. If God says you're not going to make it, you're not going to make it. Well, have you talked to him about it? Well, yeah, I prayed about it. Okay, yeah. The anxiety that's been... I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's a little bit of anxiety associated with it. I think there would be for anything. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, like this morning in church, I just prayed, God, you can have the anxiety. Just Mm -hmm. let me go about living my life, doing the stuff that I do, Mm -hmm. and and try to be good for people and and good for you, and Mm -hmm. take my anxiety and let the chips fall where they may. And let and just help me accept it, whatever happens. Yeah, you know. Okay, I think it's important that you you continue to spread truth because a lot of the truth that you were spitting and spouting back in 2019, 2020, Well, was it twenty twenty? Twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. Okay, that all of that's coming to be true. Whenever you were the only outspoken one. To oh, yeah. stand up and make those speeches and stand up for the kids and say, we're not, we don't need to be putting a mask on our kids. There's no way that Pritzker can mandate us to do that to our kids. I think it's important for, for people to remember that. Well, and we're going to see how many people do remember it, mm-hmm. you know, but we live in a society of convenience and not what have you done for me, but what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. We'll see how many people show up. Number one, show up to the polls. This is an off time right. there's nothing really on the ballot right. around here except mm-hmm. school board um it's, it's i don't not, even know what's going to be on our ballot other than the school board there's a couple other things but i can't okay. remember what i, I, I mean it's not a big big deal yeah yeah so i don't know we'll we'll, we'll see what happens low ter- low voter turnout versus high would that help me versus hinder me i don't know 
Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have uh, some Gallup poll doing any work for me trying to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. I did I did jump out and put some signs up this week, so I see your name as, as I'm driving through town. Yeah, if you're from Mount Carmel and you hear this, let me know if you want to sign. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'll yeah. give you one. There's a lot of people, too, that are that are on that fence of, I'm going to support you, but I'm, I'm going to tell you about it. I'm just not going to be extremely vocal about it because I don't want to be judged and put in this bucket of crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's where, that's where you're in a very unique position where you don't rely on per se, like Toyota, you're not going to get fired. You're not going to lose your job from Toyota because you have such a loud political voice. Well, or a th- conservative voice, I should say. Just a conservative message, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I I think of people that sell things in town. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. care. You gasoline to, to insurance to mm-hmm. you know those people have to remember, and and they do. This is the reason. Oftentimes, they're silent. Is if you're if you're a conservative, well, <laughs> liberals also buy my gasoline, or right. liberals also buy insurance from right. me. So kind of shoot myself in the foot to start being real loud about it what do you mean hmm? you would shoot yourself in the foot or they no, would shoot they their... would sh- they uh, yeah. would be thinking that okay yeah no if i was if i was the let's just say insurance guy yeah maybe i do support ryan peter i'm just not gonna say a word yeah because i don't want to make the guys that's liberals uh-huh. mad at me and take their business elsewhere i get that completely because we live right now in a, in a place where you can't necessarily talk to the other side without being like hated on right regardless of what side you're sitting on i mean that's a reality of it there's so many people that are passionate and unapproachable with the, you know their viewpoints versus the other side who are so unapproachable mm-hmm. you can't have a conversation you used to be able to but not anymore Right. Mm-hmm. And, well, that, and they might think the same thing about me. That you're unapproachable. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, maybe. I'm not, but they might think that I am. Yeah. But, I don't know. So, we'll see what happens. There's there's a um a guy that's running. He's he's putting on quite the the advertisement out there with all the signs in the yard and um I did just some basic research and I found out within 5 minutes that this this guy, you know, stands for the LGBTQ rights. And uh, I'm not okay with that. Well, I mean, he's, a, he's a public figure. He's going to be on the ballot. His name is Michael Stinson, mm. not Bill Stinson, mm-hmm. Michael Stinson. Right. And it doesn't take very much research whatsoever mm-hmm. to find where he's going to stand. And and by looking at somebody's social media, you can tell how they're going to vote. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's pretty easy to assume that should he be elected, he would be one of the people that would be of the J.B. Pritzker gang, because mm-hmm. we know that's coming. To just fall in line with whatever. Fall in line, and, and, and we're pr- pretty soon we're going to have community bathrooms, and you're going to have boys changing in girls' locker rooms, and mm-hmm. boys allowed to play girls' sports, mm-hmm. just because of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right. And I disagree with that so mm-hmm. much. Did you know that there are 27 states that have put out over 100 bills um, stating that we they will not allow any of the the gender blocking hormone therapy, whatever, or any kind of surgeries allowed in their state. Twenty seven states. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's good. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad that we have to do that, but twenty seven states. Yeah, let's make it to. Yeah, exactly. 
Another thing that kind of made me funny about that guy's campaign mm-hmm. is as I was perusing Facebook, looking at his stuff, I can't remember where it was at. Mm-hmm. He is selling his uh, campaign signs, like your yard sign that says yeah. vote Stinson or whatever. Yeah. He's selling them for 15 bucks. Okay. <laughs> so maybe he's making a dime on these, you know, yeah. I don't know. I think that's funny because well. I'd give mine to anybody that was willing to vote for me. Nope. You want, you want to put my name in your yard. You're going to buy it. Well, shoot. <laughs> Dang. Maybe he's trying, maybe he's just trying to cover his costs. He didn't have an extra, you know, a little bit extra to spend on his campaign. Well, I don't have any idea. I just, I had never heard of I, anything like that. I so. haven't either. That's uh, outrageous. Honestly, that, it really is. I, I but, Whatever. <laughs> People <laughs> are going to do what people are going to do. It'll be surprising to see what happens at the polls um, for the school board. I, I really hope that there's some great conservatives running, and um, I hope that people have done their research. I think people are voting a little bit differently than what they did even two years ago. So yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. I'm 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 excited to see. I'm not as worried or about it as you are. I just. I think that you're right, though, you know, that we do live in a time of convenience that people just forget about what you've done. And yeah. and the speeches that you did make for our students, you were the, one of the only ones fighting. Do you remember how many people turned out at that school meeting? I do. Regarding masking up the kids starting for the, was it the 2021-2022 school year? Yep. Yeah. So many kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. But, I mean, once again, we live in a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately mm-hmm. world. You know, yeah. Well, I think that I think you're still of a sound mind, and and um, hell of a lot better than what we got in Washington right now. That's no kidding. That's no kidding. Jeez. Yeah. And speaking of arrows that I took this past week. Oh yeah. Everybody loved me and your debate at the end of last week's show. <laughs> I think they thought that I might have been in the doghouse, or you were in the doghouse, or or maybe we needed oh, yeah, some that, counseling. No. <laughs> but when when Ryan and I debate, like we literally got up from the our our tables and chairs and high fived. Yeah. Like I think that was a pretty good debate. Like you have some solid points. I mean, you, you I don't agree with any of you, what you're thinking about. Sure. <laughs> and I don't agree with a thing that you, you said either, except for once again, and this is for all you guys, there's probably a hundred of you that, through various outlets of media got a hold of me. I agree. Stop spending money in Ukraine. I agree with Jessica about that. I agree with you guys about that. Send them the arms they need to push back Russia. I'm not <sighs> vouching for Ukraine as being some okay. holier than thou country. I'm I, not. I mean, you kind of. We're, no, we're, I'm not. We're getting I don't ready want to them fly. up against pro, uh, war, uh, Warsaw, Poland. We're getting ready to fly a Ukraine flag on our front porch. Oh, That's geez. how I feel. All right, guys. Been fun. 15 minutes. <laughs> this was the Bushels and Barrels program. Oh, Adios. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> that will never happen. No, I just think that there, I mean, when in, when in the world have we ever flown other flags in our country? Like people are, they would be more proud to fly a Ukraine flag than an American flag. We don't have to get into this. I'm just, I'm going on a tangent, but anyways. Well then, so I was wrong also. And I said, (laughs) and I said at the beginning of last week's program, the way I understood it from father was Eden Mm. in the garden of Eden. Eve took the bite of the fruit. Adam didn't. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. You were. Eve took it first, then handed it to Adam. Every, well, we don't know if she handed it to him or if he grabbed his own piece of fruit or whatever, but he ate it. 
regardless. In every translation of the Bible, he ate it. Okay. I looked. Well, so did other people. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I yeah, this yeah. past week, I have taken more arrows than St. <laughs> Sebastian. I mean it. Oh, gosh. No, that's all right. It's just a little bit of misunderstanding, and that is okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, on my Zyrtec detox update, uh, that's cool. So, I'm off of Zyrtec for, I've forgotten, I stopped counting after day 12. The itching was pretty, like, intense. Yeah. It was intense. Mm-hmm. At night. In the morning, my hands, I get them every now and then. What am I, over two weeks now? I get them every now and then on the on the palms of my hands and then on the bottom of my feet, but they go away pretty fast. So I think that's subsiding. Yeah, I good. I am Zyrtec free, and um, I'm going to look into the natural, natural remedies for allergies, seasonal allergies, if I need them. If it's yeah. onion water, you're getting back on Zyrtec. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That, no. No. Yeah. Ryan, I won't take it again. And I won't give it to Alden like I have in the past. Okay. I won't. I'm just saying. I just don't want onion water. Well, I'll sleep on the couch, I guess. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I'll blow you a kiss goodnight. (laughs) Oh, that's how it'll have to happen. No, it's fine. Hey, I wanted to tell um, one of our, I I forgot, we get so many emails. Regarding the scholarship, we've gotten about eight applications so um keep them rolling in uh i think the word is passed on to high schoolers and they may not be listeners of the show and they may not have the technical degrees that that maybe we were we were hoping to see in the beginning so just make sure if you if you have somebody that you know of that would that would benefit from the scholarship have them fill out the application or or send it in it's just basic stuff yeah it's not extremely hard. So you got to remember. Get those in. I'm looking for trades. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm looking right. for. You're not automatically disqualified if you're not, mm-hmm. but I'm looking for trades. Right. Right. Um, we did have another guy who emailed us about him and his wife, and they live up close to D.C. Uh, and His name is TJ, and I didn't get to his email the last time I went through emails. So um, make a long story short, it's, a, it's kind of a long email, but him and his, him and his bride had purchased a farm they waited a long time to get this farm, and now they have a farm. And so what they're doing is they're providing this barn for pigs, and I believe it's the it might be 4-H pigs. <laughs> so they are housing like five extra pigs in their barn. Mm-hmm. And the kids have to take turns. Their kids or the kids that the own kids the pigs? The kids that own the pigs have to come in and take turns doing chores and stuff. So they and help have, and raise them. Yep. And the parents are all, um, you know, you can't just say, oh, well, Johnny's got a sniffle. He's not going to come. The parents are all involved in too. So yeah. um, they're all on board with the well, kids taking the responsibility to do those chores. There you go. See, mm-hmm. like 4-H or not, and y'all know what I think of 4-H. I just, I completely disagree with a lot of that. In the way that oh yeah some kid see it's what political would be, it's it's, it's very mean, political when it comes to the when when it comes to the sale you get five times what mm-hmm. your pig's actually worth in premium. the real world premium and there's prices. nothing premium about it <laughs> but it, what I really pissed me off about or irritates me about 4-H is these kids who don't help raise their animal mm-hmm. bring it in show it and sell it like they didn't do any of the work at least right here it sounds like. The kids that own these animals are having to contribute mm-hmm. to the chores mm-hmm. of doing it. It's a perfect. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And then if you take it to 4-H and sell it then, great. Yep. And, you know, selling it for twice, three, four times what it's really worth, mm-hmm. I don't still necessarily agree with that. But, hey, it ain't my money, and people can do whatever they want with mm-hmm. their own money. Yeah. 
Yeah. He wanted to share, TJ wanted to share his story about um, just, just working hard, working three jobs at once and, you know, having a goal with him and his wife and working towards that and how hard work, you know, paid off in the end. And always now, they, does. now they've got their own farm and now they're housing, you know, five of their pigs and, um, and bless them for mm-hmm. having their own farm with, and being willing to share their barn with the community. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as long as your community comes and helps take care right. of the animal. Right. That's, that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's a great message. That, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. Love it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, I mean, we got other emails too. I got an American flag email, um, where we could get a high quality one. Um, international 1066 tells me how I am in Ukraine denial and that we had both great points. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's pretty much it on the um, on the on the emails. Sorry that I'm having a hard time talking. It's okay, but I'm looking and talking okay. all at the same time. Yeah. Hey, in the what so. did I learn at church segment today? Yeah. You know, so Lent is the season of prayer, fasting, and alms giving. Mm-hmm. Do you know what alms is? No. Alms are money, food, or other material goods donated to people living in poverty. Did you know that? No. I just said no. no that's, that's what it is. So alms giving is giving money, food, or material goods to people living in poverty. Okay. And the uh, deacon who did the homily today was talking about, of those three things, one of those is he's just he's self-admittedly not as good at as the other two. Hmm. He said, I'm good at praying, and I'm good at fasting. But the giving part is I'm just not quite as good. And I'm paraphrasing everything he said. I mm-hmm. can't say it verbatim like he did. But he said, you know, when it comes to giving, sometimes I have a tough time giving. He goes, and I'm sure you guys can all relate. You 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 pull up in a big town or big city on somebody who's standing there with a need money, need food sign uh, in their tattered and torn clothes. But at the same time, they smell like Budweiser. And you're like, I'm not giving my money to you just for the simple fact that you're going to take it and squander it, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't give. And, and inside our own mind, our excuses, so we don't enable them to continue doing what they're doing. So they just don't get anything. And he said that, and I'm sitting here in my own mind, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's the way I am. What about you? Is that the way you are when somebody says they need something? I guess I'm more skeptical of, you know, what their need is if they ask for it. You know, I talked to someone over the week during this week and they were talking about a charity and how they have one one family who is absolutely abusing their charity and um, not using. And they were talking about giving groceries and groceries that should have lasted an entire month have only lasted a week. And so this, this family has came back, you know, asking multiple times and multiple times. And that's an, that's an abuse of a charity. You're not using everything to your ability. You can, you can take this two pounds of meat and make it last all week and have leftovers a few times a week and then take another, you know, two or three pounds of chicken and make it last also for another two weeks, Yeah, you know, depending. And I don't know. I don't know. What? So I'm, I'm, I'm more skeptical whenever a person comes up and, and asks. But if somebody is in need and really in need, I almost see it. Yeah. I don't know. It was interesting what he said. I, to this, to even right now, I don't know for sure that I 
100% agree with it. Mm-hmm. But what he said was giving with the expectation of some sort of return. Mm. So be the person you give it to buys food with your money that you give him instead of booze or uses it to better themselves. But giving with the expectation of some sort of return is not giving. It's an right. investment is what he said. That's not true giving. It's investing. True giving expects zero return. Does that make sense? Mm. Do that again. Giving with the expectation of some sort of return is not given or is not giving. Yes. That's called an investment. Case in point. I give money to Vanguard expecting a return on my money. That's what he's saying about giving food. Mm-hmm. Or, or no, giving money is what he was talking about. Mm. You're expecting some sort of return, aka the person's going to turn their life around or at least take that money and do something good with it, like buy food instead of Budweiser. Got it? Mm-hmm. So giving with the expectation of some sort of return is not giving. That's investing. True giving expects zero return. And what I sat here and kind of thought about that is true giving expects zero return. Well, that means that if I give this guy a $5 bill and he goes out and bud- and buys Budweiser, I didn't give it. I don't feel like I gave him anything. All I did right there is just wasted my money. But I think the idea is you you give out of the goodness of your heart and let God take it from there. But I, I don't know. So we have these scholarships available, right? We've posted three $1,000 scholarships that you and I personally, we are going to fund for three different students. Yes. Okay. That we are giving this. It's like a, it's something that we want to give and invest in one of these kids. We are investing in their education for them. So that's mm-hmm. a gift. They didn't have to do anything other than give us the information that we require. Mm-hmm. And then we are investing in their future with them. Mm-hmm. But we, we, you and I aren't expecting anything other than, you know, this was laid on our hearts last year and we just decided to do it on our own. Well, we're expecting them to better themselves. Yeah, but we don't, we, we aren't expecting. So I heard this. So I was listening to Andrew Walmack this weekend. Okay. As I, during my travel from, from Pope County back to Wabash County. So that's an hour and a half at least hour 45. So I listened to, he has, um, the gospel truth is his podcast and he's done a series on the believer's authority. And so what he was saying is one of the ver- one of the very first miracles that him and his wife had ever received in their life was somebody had given them one a very high-end brand new car. They had just given it to him, put his name on the title, and they had given it to him. He dro- drove it for a minute until it was laid on his heart to actually give that vehicle to a different family. So he took that vehicle that was given to him and he gave it to a, a family in need of a vehicle. Maybe okay. maybe him and his wife had two. I'm not sure. But so then that man and wife drove that vehicle. And I don't know. Let's call him Joe. So Joe and his wife drove that vehicle for a while. But they had so many bills that were unmet. He went back to Andrew and said, Andrew, this is such a nice car. It's such a nice gesture. Do you mind if I sell this car so that I can pay some of my bills and maybe downgrade and get a not maybe not much a nice car? Okay. Maybe. 
Downgrade to save some money. Downgrade, yeah. And then pay off some bills. And Andrew said to him, that was a gift I gave to you. That is your car with your name on the title now. You do with it however you need to do with it. He said, you can charge $5 and hit it with a sledgehammer and everybody can sit, stand around and watch. You can make money off it doing that. I don't care what you do with it. That is your car. He didn't expect anything back because he gave that car to him. Yeah. So, so that, I don't think that he, he was... So true giving expects no return. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that we are expecting a return from these students that we're giving to. Not personally, no. Mm-mm. I don't know. It's just, it was an interesting... It's a very deep thought. It, it was an maybe. interesting homily. Yeah. That's, I mean, and I'm not disagreeing with any of it necessarily, mm. necessarily or agreeing. It just, it was, it was, it caught my attention. I thought, yeah. I thought it was very thought provoking and I liked it. Yeah. Because I like stuff like that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I will, I will recommend that Believer's Authority to anyone and everyone who wants to maybe dig deeper in, inside of your, your beliefs. Yeah, um, it's really good because it challenges your way of thinking just because the TV or a pastor or something told you, you know, you go, he kept saying, you go and dig into the Bible and you do the research on your own. And when, once you do that and you just don't take whoever's standing in front of you, their word for it, you'll start, you'll start seeing and God will start revealing these things to you if you do it on your own, which has encouraged me too, because that's something that I struggle with. Mm-hmm. But anyway, good. Yeah, it's great. It's called um, The Gospel Truth. It's Andrew Womack. And the one that I was listening to is A Believer's Authority, or The Believer's Authority, which I'm a believer, and I believe I have authority inside of me. And um, his subtitle is (laughs) What They Didn't Teach You at Church. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) So it's interesting. Yeah. It's good. It's good stuff. What else we got? I don't know. The Murdoch case is over. We had an interesting conversation about that, didn't we? Yeah. You brought up a great question. Guilty or not guilty? Whatever you think of this guy, I think he's guilty. But even even at that, Jessica had a great point the other night whenever we had uh, supper with a couple friends. She asked a question. She said, can a person... In a high publicity trial like this, can they get? Is it possible for them to get a fair trial? No, absolutely not. Like, how did they? I wonder how you pick jurors for something like that. Whenever they all lied, the jurors. I don't know to say that they had no idea who this guy even was and things like that. I don't know how they got on a jury panel. I really don't. But this guy Murdaugh, I don't or Murdaugh, Murdaugh, whatever. Yeah. So. In 2020, you and I, 2020? What? You and I watched the first Dateline? documentary of it. Yeah, there was yeah. a Dateline about his yeah. son who uh, that, but it know, didn't got have, in that boat wreck. It didn't have anything to do with the boat wreck. It had everything to do with the dads and the, the mom and the son getting murdered. But yeah. they showed this extremely dramatic thing, unrelated event. And they were, they were connecting the two dots to me. So they started that in 2020 and here we are in 2023. He's gone to trial and, and now the guy gets, he's found guilty, gets two life sentences. I don't, I don't don't know. You know, that was all over the media. And then this is the other thing is while the case is going on, you know, you got jurors and some, how, how long was that trial? Two or three weeks? I don't know. I think it was. 
two or three weeks. In the days of, now we live in the, the age of cell phones, mm-hmm. iPhones, smartphones. These these jurors go back to their hotel or wherever they're, or maybe even home. I don't know where they went. And they they can open up their iPhones. They can listen to anybody and everybody on TikTok or, or these people that were putting together these five-minute podcasts, and they were dropping them four times a day updating about what's going on in the trial and then these bringing in some experts that weren't in the trial but people that's experts in their you know forensic stuff saying no this is not this is not the way this works it just seems to me like how in the hell do you get a fair trial in something like this whenever everybody everywhere in the media world and social media world and TikTok world and Instagram world and Facebook world mm-hmm. is talking about exactly where the trial that you're sitting on as a juror. Mm-hmm. Your information is, that you base your judgment on is supposed to be coming from whatever comes from inside that courtroom. But the second you leave that courtroom to go home for the day, it would take you no time at all, and you you would be inundated with everybody's opinion. Right. Who doesn't matter. Of course, they're not sworn to, you know, they're not sworn to oath. They haven't sworn to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. But still, you listen to them, and some of it might make sense, and some of it might not. It's just, I don't know. I think there is some kind of oath that they take, but I don't know exactly what it is. Not on TikTok, they're not. Oh, no. Not no, no, podcasts, no. You're right. Not. No, I'm talking about the jurors. And having to, you know, not be able to watch, oh, watch and and do certain things. Uh, I call BS on that. Everybody's got a smartphone nowadays. I'm just telling you. I think that there's there's something that they have to maybe raise their right hand and say that they're going to do what juries do. Wow. I could be wrong, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure that they have to abide by the courts whatever the court rules are and if that's well, yeah obviously one of them is you can't talk about it once you leave <laughs> yeah. i know that but just because you can't talk about it doesn't mean you can't watch other people talk about I it i know but i'm pretty sure like in the court's rules for the jury they are going to show something like you're not allowed to watch news this week you're not allowed to you know talk to people about it this week you're not allowed that's what i'm saying there are those rules put out there but i don't <laughs> i don't know any juror these days that would be able to do that i don't either i don't I, I don't either i mean unless it's somebody like my mom and dad who were busy with their own work and they don't have time to sit down and watch the news or sit down and they don't turn on tiktok <laughs> you know you see what i'm saying your Absolutely. question was perfect how do you get a fair trial and this could go all the way back to oj simpson back in the mid 90s early 90s whenever the hell that was mm-hmm. you know that was wall to wall now, this is before iPhones and even the internet, but wall-to-wall, every news update, be it your local news or your, your national nightly news, was all about O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. So did those jurors, whenever they went to their hotel room, were they not allowed to turn the TV on? Right. They were only allowed VHSs, I think. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, so see, this the, the iPhone and the smartphone brings a whole other dynamic to all this. Yeah, or did they Can have the, to turn them in? Yeah, yeah, do you have to just, <laughs> all right, this is the beginning of the trial, give me your phones. Yeah, I don't You're know. Not, we'll, you'll get them back when the trial's over. Yeah, I, I don't know what the what the rules were for the jury. I and if know. that's the case, then your son or daughter better not come visit you in your hotel room with their iPhone. My whole thing is, is like this guy who was looked at as the most, like, he was a little bit successful in his life or maybe a lot of bit successful. 
I don't know how I came about that money. I didn't pay attention to the trial. Screwing people out of it. I, I, I didn't pay attention to any of it, okay? But anybody who is a little bit successful is always demonized. Well, that's always. true. That's true. Yeah. So I I'm agree putting with that. I'm putting like my uncle in this position, like or a cousin or anybody and I'm like if that was my uncle or cousin or uh, a grandpa or anybody that I know or a friend's dad, I would feel extremely sorry because back in 2020 is when the first documentary came out demonizing this man. Yeah. Now, I don't agree with what how he lives his life and all that kind of stuff from what I hear. But I'm just saying, like, there is no fair shake he would ever get. Yeah. How many of those jurors, I wonder, saw that dateline? Was that a question? Was that a question whenever they were picking the jury? Yeah, I don't know. See, these are things that have absolutely nothing to do with the case itself, Mm -hmm. but just have to do with just how does this work and and how do you get a fair jury? Mm -hmm. You know, impartial, fair jury trial here. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. No. Because I feel, and, and for that only reason, the only reason I feel sorry for the man is because back in 2020 is when that came out and it was already starting this Hollywood story. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's where I stand on it. I don't, know. I don't know. Right. Right. So. Yeah. we get in some news? Sure. 37 minutes into the show. Finally oh, get into the news. Have we even talked about anything? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Boring them to death here, kids. Oh. All right, getting into some news here. I got a few good stories. Do you have any stories? Did you do any prep today? I did a little bit. I love it when you do prep because it's always a blind react for me. <laughs> you do. I do. Well, what if I have one of the same stories that you have? Then we'll talk about it twice. Okay. Really bore them Yeah, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? You go first. I like okay. it. All right. Did you hear about Michael Flynn and him suing the DOJ? No, I didn't. Not a word mm-hmm. of it. So the headline from Epoch News is... Flynn sues DOJ and FBI for malicious prosecution. He's suing them for $50 million. I hope he wins. Mm-hmm. I hope he wins. Mm-hmm. Because he got actually thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. Until of, he was pardoned yeah. by Trump. Yeah. Yep. Off of the Steele dossier. What was it called? The uh, Crossfire Hurricane. Yeah. Operation. Yep. <laughs> Which birthed the, the Steele dossier. Yep. <laughs> Which was all No, fake. I didn't hear that he was going to sue. Yeah. I hope he wins. No, he's already filed the Michael suit. Michael Flynn's so. a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty solid. And he also says that um, local election action creates the national. Oh, yeah. Yeah, action. everything starts local. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yep. I kind of wanted to tie that into your school board stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah start local. Yeah. Um, so there was a shooting in Georgia. Okay. What happened? The headline from New New York Post says, man, 35 and 15-year-old arrested for Georgia gas station shooting that injured nine kids. I think he actually injured more, but New York Post says he injured, he injured nine on February 17th. The guy's black. Okay. And he shot nine kids. Okay. In why like, do, in a, in like why a does his race matter? Because it's not been heard of on on any of the mainstream news. Oh, and you think they're covering it up because he is black? Mm-hmm. Yep. What color were the kids? It doesn't say. Well, five, because, I mean... Five-year-old, 12-year-old, 13-year-old girls, 14, 
two 13-year-old girls, 13-year-old boy, 14-year-old boy, 15-year-old boy, and a 17-year-old boy. Now, hear me out. The reason I ask what color were the kids is not because that any color is more important than other. Anybody that knows me knows that's not the case at all. I don't mm-hmm. think that way. Everybody's life is precious. I don't care whether you're yellow, green, black, white, blue, whatever. Everybody's life is precious. The reason I ask is on the media side of it. If that would have been a white man that shot nine black kids, hell, you would have never heard the end of it on the media. Yeah. But what you're kind of suggesting here is the fact that a black man shot some shot these kids and nobody says anything because the black guy is the one that did the shooting. Mm-hmm. Huh. February 17th. What well, is see, it? March 5th. And we haven't had, this hasn't made mainstream news. See, what I want to know then is like this happened, which is just an atrocity. Did, did, they, did anybody die? No, I don't think Thank so. Thank goodness. Mm-mm. But what gets me is you, you, you reverse here just a month and down in Memphis, the, the five black cops that killed the black mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. that made national news, right. except the national news didn't tell you anything about the color of the cops. You had to go figure that up, that part out yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. See, it's my but nine children like that would be considered a mass shooting. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. And why haven't we heard about that? Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. But no, my, my questions have nothing to do with the race of the person. My questions have to do with how the media covers all of this. That's that's where my um, skeptical mind comes in and takes over. And it's just like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just just like if the guy was white and he shot nine black kids, you could bet your ass that would be postered all over every, everything. You you couldn't get around it. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Speaking of shootings and, and children, have you heard of um, like the water pellets? They're not paintball pellets, but they look like paintball pellets. I think they're called wee, weebies. No. Something like that. Um. You're, you're not going to believe this. At the Marion Junior High School, somebody did a drive-by. Marion, Illinois? Yeah. Wow. And, and they were like... I don't water know. pellets? They were water pellets, but it's in like something that looks like a paintball gun. Okay. Yeah. So somebody hung out of their car and like went by this line of kids that were outside the school and like shot at them. Like 35 kids. That probably caused a bunch of pandemonium, didn't mm-hmm. it? They're being held like on a million dollar bond. That's good for them. Down in Marion. Yeah. Good. Isn't that crazy they, though? And that, that that whoever the kid is that thought that was a good idea deserves to be held. Mm-hmm. You don't do that stuff. You just don't. Who does that stuff? Who does that? And who would think that's funny? I, I don't. If Alden was standing there in that line, I wouldn't. The, the sheer visual of that scares the hell out of me. Right. You know? Isn't that, what 18-year-old, what I think there were two 18-year-old kids who did this. They deserve to be in jail. Orbeez is what they're called. Orbeez. Or, Orbeez. Yeah. Never heard of them. Orbeez gun. It looks like a paintball gun, but they're little bitty. And you get these little bitty things, and I think that you put them in like a bowl of water, and they just like expand because huh. they absorb all the water. I've never heard of one. Yeah. I'm sure somebody listening has, but I haven't. I don't know. I just... Why do people think doing stupid stuff like that's okay? Oh, there's three men, three, three suspects, not just two. I don't know. I I blame it on the parents. I do too. Mm-hmm. I do too. Like, how did a parent not get a hold of their kid and say, "Okay, this is what Sandy Hooked is. This is what Columbine was. This is Parkland, Florida. Name them. You could. There's a million of them you can name. Mm-hmm. And this is why we're never, ever, ever 
going to do something stupid like this, even if you're playing. So they're they're sitting in jail right now on one million dollar bond a piece. There's three of them, eight two eighteen year olds and one twenty three year old, and they're charged with forty five counts of aggravated battery. Well, enjoy your stay, guys. I'm not saying you need to be there the rest of your life, but you need to pay a price for doing something stupid. Uh, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so those are all my stories today. All right. From Newsweek.com, United Airlines sparks debate with pledge to diversify pilot staff. United Airlines' new initiative to increase representation among an upcoming generation of pilots sparked debate on social media this week as some commended the company's intent to develop a more diverse training program while others strongly criticized it. United announced on Twitter that it aims to train an upcoming class of pilots in which enrollment rates of women and people of color equate to those of white male students. I guess right now most of the pilots in the United States of America are white males. And from my, this is anecdotal, but from my experience of flying commercial, I'd say that's probably right. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, United Airlines is quoted as saying, listen to this, our flight deck should reflect the diverse group of people on board our planes every day. If you fly what? commercial, that is one of the da- most dangerous things that the people that own the airplanes that you're flying in could say. I mean, no, your, your flight deck should reflect the most qualified, competent pilots the industry has to offer, not the most diverse. And I, qualified does not equal white, and qualified does not equal black, and qualified does not equal a woman. Qualified does not equal a man. Qualified means, based on the merits Based on your merits and your hard work, and you're, you got to be an elite pilot, and you are uh, trusted with this Airbus to take three or 400 people across the country. We don't care your race, gender, sex, nothing. What the heck? But United is kind of going against that. Our flight deck should reflect the diverse group of people on board our planes every day. That's why we plan for 50% of the 5,000 pilots we train in the next decade to be women or people of color. You can't get, if if people of color or of, quote, minority status are not interested in being a pilot, you can't make them be pilots. <laughs> that That's right. <laughs> that is exactly right. What are you going to do? Offer, offer, and because now you expect it, you're, You've created this expectation within your company that you have to meet some sort of quota. Does that mean in order to entice people, maybe of uh, women or people of color or whatever, you have to entice them and pay? I'll pay you twenty five percent more yeah. if you come learn to fly a plane. Yep. Well, I don't want to learn to fly a plane. Well, how about I pay you fifty percent more? Well, now you're talking, but I still really don't want to fly a plane. But you're making it worth the money. That doesn't mean they're going to be good. Right. I, I want the guy that likes to fly. Right. Who enjoys his job. That's who I want flying my airplane. Moving on in the story, supporters echoed the company's stated objective to enhance the presence of women and people of color in its highest ranking aviation positions. Listen to this. By lowering bar- barriers to entry. What barriers? 
What are you? What standard are you going to lower? I mean, are you going to lower the 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 standard of being able to? They keep don't a, define that. No. <laughs> are you are you going to lower the barrier of entry? The, the standard of people to remain cool in a hot situation, because you'll get in a hot situation. You fly long enough, just like just like driving. You'll get in a hot situation. You drive long enough, and they score. They score pilots. You know, a lot of my pilot training was dealing with emotions and handling that. Don't get the guy that goes. Don't feel like you have to take off right now. If for some reason you think the plane is unsafe, if for some reason the weather is not cooperating, even if you're taking off and it's beautiful, where you're going is beautiful, but between your your two your 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 departure and arrival is is a thunderstorm or a line of thunderstorms, you don't have to take off. Mm-hmm. But your emotions are saying, man, but here it is noon and my daughter's birthday party's at 5 p.m. and I need to be on the ground at 3 over there, so I got to go. And that's how people die because you get yourself in a bad situation. But, I mean, lowering barriers to entry, the ability to land a plane in a crosswind, mm-hmm. well, you're not very good at landing in a crosswind, but you landed the plane, so we're going to go on ahead and let you fly our airplanes. <laughs> Maybe the ability to talk to air traffic control, that is a language in itself. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. They talk fast. A few numbers and vectors, mm-hmm. and you got to be good at it. And you've got to be paying attention to. You got to be yeah. paying attention, because not only are you listening for what they're telling you, you're also listening to what they're telling the plane in front of you and behind you. Yeah. So, I I don't know I, but our flight deck should reflect the diverse group of people on board our planes every day. Riddle me this: <sighs> Can you imagine if the NFL came out and said our players? should reflect the the diverse group of people in the stands every game. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because white people are not nearly as fast. No. Well, look at what's in their stands. A diverse group of people. Oh, yeah. There's black people. There's white people. There's fat people. There's thin people. There's oh, athletic yeah. people. Oh. There's... <laughs> Can you imagine the yeah. NFL came out and said, no. well, we need to be, we, we need our players to look like the people that's watching them. <laughs> <laughs> no one would watch it because the value of the product would be just ruined. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Except when we're talking about airplanes, at the NFL, nobody's lives are at danger. In airplanes, they are. Yes. To the tune of three to 400 people at a time. Yes. Per flight. But I don't have a problem with diversity in anything. I really don't. I have a problem with forced diversity, but I do have a huge problem with equity because we're not all equal. We are we we as Americans are born of equal opportunity, but not mm-hmm. equal outcome. Yeah, and that's based on the merits of how hard you want to work to become a NFL football player, mm-hmm. to become a great pilot. That should not be based anything on gender or sex. So when I was working, gender, sex, or color, I right? So when I was working for the College of um, Business at, down at SIU, I had an assistantship there in grad school. And I had got my college fees paid for. The only thing I had to pay for in grad school was books and uh, maybe maybe the college fee. I can't remember exactly now. But I was offered a job uh, to apply for a job. And my boss at the current time, she she wanted me to work for her after school. And I'm like, okay, sure. And then, you know, she sat down and had a conversation with me. She said, based on the diversity, inclusion, and equity uh, policy of the state and state ran universities we have this thing and if you apply but somebody else applies of color 
and they don't have nearly the experience that you do, we have to hire that person over you. So if there's another job out there that you want, maybe go take that because I can't guarantee this job for you. See, that's that's such bullshit. Mm-hmm. It even is though I had absolute bullshit. Even though I had all the experience behind me, and then I was you know kind of an older student, and I had a meritocracy bit, yeah. lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You were the better candidate for the job, but they're not going to hire you because you're the wrong color. Define racism here, right? Honestly, yeah. but I mean that's it's legalized racism, I guess. Yeah. Or legalized. Uh, well, well, it's legalized, and that's that was such a big turnoff for. I mean, that's in the healthcare industry too. Like they, a lot of the big healthcare providers have that also. Can you? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine they do this to pot with pilots? Yeah. I mean, okay, so you have this white male that just uh, uh, retired from the Air Force, has forty thousand flying hours and a DC ten, just going to go get a job for United to fly a plane. He is more than competent to do it. But United says, no, we can't do it because you're a white male. And according to our 50% quota that we got, we got to find a black guy or a girl. Yeah. Did they say anything about affirmative action? Because that's what, what, that's it what it's called. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But okay. United's doing this to themselves. Right. Which, not that it matters. I mean, affirmative if affirmative action, action did it, all your arguments are the same here. Yes. But I just... I see that now. I'm, all I'm seeing is this is going to kill people. This is this right here will kill. Well, this. I mean, planes are running into almost running into each other right now as it is. So what's going to? I don't know. Close what, calls on airport yeah. grounds. Yeah, it's like almost every other week we're hearing of something like that. Hearing more and more of them. Yeah, and you know what the reason for that was? I read somewhere the other day, the air traffic controllers are subject to this too now. This diversity and inclusion stuff. So they've already. So they're implement- not hiring the best people to stand in the towers and oh, direct shoot. planes. Oh, shoot. So, I, I'm telling you, this, I don't agree with any of it, but I'll tell you what, I really don't agree with it when it comes to airlines and, and airports. There's just too many lives at, at risk. You know? Yeah. You just... I'd, yeah. Moving on. Okay. Epoch Times. Republicans decry ban of pro-life doctors from OBGYN conference. Did you hear this? No. On Monday, February 27th, Doctors from the American Associate of Pro-Life Obstetricians and Gynecologists, the AAPLOG, were stunned when they arrived at the ACOG's annual medical conference in National Harbor, Maryland, only to learn their booth had been canceled by the host due to their pro-life views. What? (laughs) You know what the irony in that is? What? Isn't the purpose of an OBGYN is to help you through your pregnancy and to deliver a healthy baby? Yeah. Yeah. And they're being banned. The people that are pro-life, the people who's, the people who are doing the job that these people are supposed to be doing, bringing life into this world, are banned from going to that conference. That's unbelievable. I, it's. <laughs> Like I said, the all-out war on pro-life. And w- once again, all I'm doing is reading you guys a story. I'm de- I didn't make this up. I, this, is, this is not anecdotal. This is a story in the Epoch Times. Whenever I say the medical industry is doing this shit to themselves, I mean it. They're doing it to themselves as a whole. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying all medical doctors are bad. I'm not saying nothing like that. 
But you read stories like this, and now health is totally political. Mm-hmm. I didn't want health. I never wanted health to be political. Right. You know, it, it, God forbid if I get cancer, but my doctor, who might be the best in the world, voted for Joe Biden, but he's the best in the world at what he does regarding being a doctor. I don't care who he voted for. Mm-hmm. I want him to cure me. I want him to help me. But now the doctors, these organizations and doctors are all political and everything. I, I don't know. I'm, I think I think our our healthcare system is needing a major overhaul. I I read a statistic the other day that thirty percent of all deaths inside healthcare facilities are at the at the um, it's medical negligence. I don't know thirty percent. I didn't read anything like that, but that's what it said. Mm-hmm. I, I I just. I don't know the, the all out war on pro and we mean you have now have talked about this for two months. Just if you're pro-life, the government's coming after you and their money's coming after you or lack of money because you are pro-life. And I don't know. I, am I wrong, Jess? You're a woman. I'm not, I don't have an OBGYN and I don't identify as a woman. So I will never have an OBGYN. <laughs> what? What is there anything else they do? Well, I mean, they check you for cervical cancer. They, you're supposed to go in every year for a, what's called like a pap smear. I, they're all up in your business. Okay. In your lady bits. Okay. Constantly, I feel like. They check for, I, I, there's all kinds of things. There's, you know, I have, I have a person I know that's very close to me. She went in and uh, went for her yearly exam and... <laughs> She asked for her hormones to be tested through her, through this doctor's office, through the OBGYN doctor's office. And this doctor actually butted, butted up and bucked up and said, I don't think that you need to be tested. Well, what happened is this person was referred by a, by a naturopath doctor. And he said, ask your GYN if you can have her run these labs on you. And it's thyroid, yada, yada, yada. Maybe that naturopath didn't have the resources to do it for her. I don't know. And um, the GYN said, no, I'm not going to do that for you. And the girl pushed back a little bit and she said, you work for me though. So how can I, how can you tell me no, if that's something that you do provide? She said, I think you just need some sleep. You're stressed. And I don't think it has anything to do with your thyroid or your hormones. The girl ended up getting her test ran, but yeah, that's what her GYN told her. Just had to go around her. I mean, she made, she made this doctor do it. She had to, she had to stand up for herself. And I think that she had a friend there with her who actually pushed for it also and said, wait a second, I don't have to come back to your office. And aren't you my doctor for my health care? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, who's the customer here? Why wouldn't you Who's doing who a favor? Yeah. I'm putting food on your table there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't view it like that. You know, some doctors don't view it like that. They just say- you're my, you're my patient and I'm going to be, I'm a God over, over you and your healthcare and you're going to do what I say or else I'm not going to treat you. Yeah. And so then a lot of people just cower to, to medical professionals like that who are kind of bullies, not kind of, they are bullies. I actually talked to another gal who um, actually saw the same GYN that I had. This is starting to sound like a specific person. <laughs> See, I don't want to paint the whole medical industry as bullies. I like my doctor. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you, like, if you, if you, Ryan, were to go into your um, family doctor right now and say, hey, I want to check my hormones out. I want to see what all my vitamin levels are. I'm getting, you know, in, I'm in my 40s. I want to check them out. They would look at you like you have five heads. 
think so? Yeah. I don't know. Do it next time. I've never See what tried happens. It. See yeah. what happens. Yeah, I don't know. They would look at you and say, uh, why do you need that? Okay. Why would you want that? Yeah, I don't know. I Check don't know. my testosterone levels. Is it falling off? Is it increasing? Is it, you know, is it, what yeah. are my T3 and T4 numbers? All this information is based off of all of my research and stuff that I think is very important. But I will tell you that I ran into a lady that had the same GYN that I had whenever I was, when I was pregnant with Alden. Mm-hmm. And I shared with her some things and she's like, oh my gosh, that sounds almost identical to my last birth that I had there. And I said, do what? And she's like, yeah, who was your GYN? It came out to be the same exact person. We had the same person and the same traumatic experience. Yeah. It was unreal. I'll be. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But no, I'm not saying that all OBGYNs are bad. I'm not saying that. I am blown away. Or just people, people in, in the medical industry. Yeah. No, no. I think that people want to help and, and do things, but I do, I, I, I feel like our healthcare system needs to be overhauled. You in could my be opinion. right. You very well could be right. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. What's that? That's right, my friends. We've got a New York update from foxnews.com. Are you ready, Jessica? Mm-hmm. New York City could pay Black Lives Matter protesters $21,000 each over rights violations in 2020. The people that were going out burning the place down, throwing tr- chairs, trees through windows, ransacking the place are now going to get 21 that they could pay them up to $21,000 for quote unquote violations rights violate. You gotta be kidding me. The animals are running the zoo. I mean, what are rights violations? New York city, we know New York city would pay hundreds who are arrested, who were arrested. There's a, that's a funny thing right there. New York City would pay hundreds who were arrested during the 2020 Black Lives Matter protest thousands of dollars each as part of a proposed settlement, get this, in a class action lawsuit. I, I You know what I hate? Class action lawsuits. <laughs> Why? I hate them. <laughs> Why? Who makes the most money in a class action lawsuit? Um... This is real simple. The attorneys. The you, attorneys. You assume the attorneys. The attorneys. Yeah. Like, I remember whenever dicamba soybeans came out. For those of you who don't know, dicamba is a is a chemical you can spray on a bean that kills all broadleaves. Well, beans are a broadleaf. Well, they bred it so that dicamba would not kill the soybean. The problem is, is if you didn't have dicamba soybeans, the dicamba had a tendency in the middle of the night to get up and start walking around. So if your neighbor had non-dicamba beans, the dicamba would get out of my field and go over on my neighbor's field and ding his beans, causing some damage. We could argue all day long how much damage did it really cause. I'm not going to get into that, but it would definitely pucker your beans and you knew that something bad happened. Well, there's a bunch of farmers that got their panties in a wad about that and entered this class action lawsuit. I was asked to be in it before I started raising dicamba beans. Okay. (laughs) I get to reading this class action lawsuit. And if we won, if my class that I'm a part of won, let's just say $500 million, 250 million of those dollars. Guess who was going to get it? The the, The the freaking attorneys. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, in my opinion, these stupid and this is all this Camp Lejeune shit is. <laughs> it's all you name them. They're on TV every single morning. Have you sprayed Roundup? Yeah. <laughs> no, I drink the shit. One, I mean, every spring I drink Roundup. I whether I want to or not, it enter, it enters my mouth and nasal cavity because I spray it. It's what I do. It's amazing I'm still alive compared to what I see on these stupid commercials. And then on these stupid commercials, what do they show? They show some guy on a fogging machine and a (laughs) (laughs) fogging and or. Yeah, that was my favorite one. One of those Roundup commercials had one of those tractors that are foggers. They fog citrus trees with and he's cruising down between the trees fogging. I'm like, that's not how you put Roundup on. It's all optics. No, you you would never (laughs) spray Roundup on a tree. You'd kill the damn thing. (laughs) But this is what they want you to believe. Or the guy that's in the. Full on chemical bio bio warfare suit, spray, mixing it up and spraying. Yeah. I, it's like you got to be kidding me. <laughs> but it's all the optics, right? I'm sorry, I got yeah. off on a tangent yeah. right there. I but, got fired up a little bit. Well, these class action lawsuits are all for the damn lawyer. In my opinion, if you go, if this is just my opinion, and I I don't believe they should be outlawed for the simple fact that I believe in freedom, but I also think most of them are pretty much frivolous i don't think there's a whole lot of merit in them and i think if you lose you should have to pay every single damn bit back to the u.s government or the state government or the local government that you're involved with trying to sue these people i that's if you're trying to sue the government i mean camp lejeune you're trying to sue the government in in the case of like a the dicamba thing or the round let's just say the roundup thing that's bear monsanto if you lose, you ought to they you ought to be able you ought to be forced to pay whoever you were trying to sue every single one mm-hmm. of their attorney fees. I mean, every, all the way down to the last French fry they bought during lunch to discuss it. Mm-hmm. I, everything, not just something where you go in, you try to sue, you lose, and you walk away. But the company you're trying to sue is out millions and millions and millions of dollars trying to protect themselves. I just, I hate class action lawsuits. Well, this is what this is. <clears throat> Aggravates me. I'm sorry, guys. Just makes me mad. I hate class action lawsuits. Okay. So anyway, New York City would pay hundreds to who were arrested during the 2020 Black Lives Matter protest, thousands of dollars each as part of a proposed settlement in a class action lawsuit that accuses the city's police department of quote, violations under their rights under the 1st, 4th, and 14th Amendments. According to the court filing, the city would pay each of the protesters in the lawsuit $21,500 if the settlement is approved by a judge. So, like, this is a case where it's a class action versus the city of New York. So, if approved, the settlement is estimated to cost the city between 4 and $6 million. I, I mean, I'm sure that's a, probably a pretty small number for New York. It's just the fact these people were arrested. Why were they arrested? Can we go over that? We all know why they were arrested. They were torching cop cars, Mm -hmm. throwing chairs through windows, stealing from jewelry stores. Mm -hmm. Nothing speaks justice like breaking into Walgreens and stealing the TVs off the side of the, uh, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. and packing them out. Yeah. They were arrested. They're criminals. They don't deserve 21,005. Yeah, 21,005. They deserved it. I'm, I'm sure most of it's probably over with now, but they deserve to be fined. 
pay some sort of restitution for the damages they did. So I guess in New York, you can go torch a cop car, turn around, get arrested. Then when you walk out of the, a couple years later, after walking out of the police department, you get $21,500 if the judge approves this, which the judge hasn't yet. But I, I just, class action lawsuits just make me so mad. I cannot handle it. What is this noise? right we have two of them two new york updates so if i'm going to talk about the bad i will also talk about good right okay so let's do a new york update of something good okay you're going to really like this one jess you want to talk about fair and balanced i'm getting ready to be super fair and balanced okay we're talking about new york and then we're also going to talk about a democrat you ready yes from townhall.com Dim Mayer highlights the importance of God, quoted as, when we took prayers out of schools, guns came into schools, end quote. New York City Democrat Mayor Eric Adams, who we have made a lot of fun of here on the Bushels and Barrels program. Mm -hmm. New York City Democrat Mayor Eric Adams is pushing against his party's anti-God agenda and speaking out about the dangers of separating church and state. Listen to me, Jess. Don't do research right now. Okay. Listen to me. You're like this. Yeah. Yeah. Adams, who has not shied away from embracing his political beliefs, attributed this to the spot attributed the spike in crime to lack of faith. Don't tell me about no separation of church and state. State is the body. Church is the heart. You take the heart out of the body, the body dies. Adams said to a group of faith based leaders in Manhattan. The Democrats suggested that people lose sight of simple moralities when God is removed from their lives. When we took prayers out of schools, guns came into schools, Adam said, adding that parents need to, quote, instill some level of faith and belief in their children. We are destroying our next generation, destroying them, Adams continued. We say over and over again, we need to build a world that's better for our children. No, we need to build children that's better for our world. That's powerful. That is great. Yeah. There's fair and balanced right there. I agree with him a hundred percent about that. Mm-hmm. I, that. I, what do you say about that? I like it. When we took prayers out of schools, guns came into schools. And Adams is saying this. Democrat, highly Democrat, Eric Adams. Which is really confusing to me. New York City. Yeah, which is really confusing to me. But no, I think that's a fantastic statement. And if he truly believes that, then yes. Yeah, if he's not feeding them a line of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, at the same time, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever seen, but it would not surprise me if he's like every other freaking Democrat and is pro-choice. Mm-hmm. How do you build better children if you don't let them be born, right? Right. But I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying that that he is pro-choice. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to accuse him of that mm-hmm. until I read about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I, if anything, if anything, it's a start. Right. And I'll take it. Right. Victory. Yeah. For God, not for yeah. Republicans. For God. Yes. A victory. I like it. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Funny news. Okay. CNN. Where's this from? CNN. Well, okay. It's hard to be funny coming from CNN, but it is. (laughs) Okay. Ford applies for patent on car that can automatically repossess itself. 
I shared this with you earlier this week. <laughs> yep. True story. True story. Excuse me. Ford has some interesting... I'm going to read a lot of this because this is just funny. Okay. Ford has some interesting ideas on what self-driving cars might soon be able to do. Besides freeing us from the tedium of commuting, the company envisions cars that could repossess themselves. According to a document recently published with the United States Patent and Trademark Office website, Ford is considering a system that would allow a car to, on its own, leave you if you stop making your monthly auto payments. Before getting to the point where the car would simply drive itself away, delinquent payers would be subjected to a litany of annoyances. (laughs) First, badgering messages on owner's smartphones and even on the screens inside the car. These messages would demand at least an acknowledgement or better yet, on-the-spot payment. Can you imagine swiping your credit card to make your car payment in your car so it goes? Yeah, no. Mm -mm. (laughs) If the owner persists in ignoring these messages, the vehicle would, in in the words of Ford's patent application, initiate execution of a multi-step repossession procedure. Step one. Involves making the owner pay in other ways. Features like air conditioning, cruise control, or the radio might stop working. Some of that is already possible in many vehicles. If that doesn't work, the vehicle could become proactively irritating. The stereo might be programmed to, quote, emit an incessant and unpleasant sound every time the owner is present in the vehicle. There would be just one way to turn off the noise, which, of course, would involve making contact with the lending institution to address the payment delinquency. (laughs) Can you imagine? You're driving down the road, pay your bill, and you just keep driving. The air conditioner goes out. You ready to pay your bill yet? It's 95 degrees. (laughs) Nope, I'm just going to be hot. Well, then you're jamming to your favorite song, and it goes off. (laughs) Pay your bill. Nope, I'm not. I'm going to keep driving. Keep right on rolling, you know? (laughs) This is unreal that the technology is there that that could actually do it for you. Some yeah. computer is controlling all of this. Oh, yeah. I'm still cruising down the road. Don't uh-huh. have a radio. Don't have air conditioning. But at least I'm cruising. Then the cruise control kicks out. You sure you ain't going to pay it yet? Yeah. You know? <laughs> then you don't pay it. You just, at that point, now you got your foot back on the accelerator, doing it the old-fashioned way. And mm-hmm. then the radio blares some... Yeah, some <laughs> annoying sound. Yeah. Holy cow. Oh. I guess you need to just pay your bills. Can you think any problems that might be associated with this, though, if your car just shut itself off because you didn't pay your bill? Well, you could strand, you be stranded. There could be kids in the car. What else? What are you thinking? You accuse me sometimes of whenever, you know, we start to get an argument, I just take something to the total. You're so extreme. Extreme. Exactly. Yeah, well, guess where my brain went whenever I thought about how bad could this get? Wow. Can you imagine running from a tornado and the car just shuts itself off? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're laughing, but that would be a terrible position to be in. <laughs> I guess you just get in the ditch. <laughs> At that point, you better pull your credit card out. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. I'm just sitting here thinking like, we go to a uh, Cardinals baseball game. We're exiting the parking garage. We're like, one of the first to leave and our car just shuts off right as we're exiting. Oh man. So you got a whole parking garage full of cars that can't go nowhere because my car just stopped. Yeah. Gosh. 
you or, probably or can't maybe, pay to get out of the. Or, or another thing, maybe maybe we're in that parking garage in our car that we didn't make the payment on, and we park right next to this Chevy Volt whose lithium batteries catch on fire, and we just want to get the hell out, <laughs> save our car, and that guy takes out our car because oh, we can't move it because we didn't pay our bill. I don't know. <laughs> Have you heard any more about Chevy Volts catching on fire or anything? No, like that? but I, you know I haven't looked either. I haven't, I haven't, yeah. I haven't done any research on that. I haven't either. I have, that's something that I haven't heard in the news. Right. Maybe right. it's because it's not very hot outside in here. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Maybe the temperature outside has something to do with that. I don't know. I don't know. So CPAC was also this weekend. Yes, or it this was. Week. And have you listened to any speeches? Uh, a little bit. John Kennedy, mm-hmm. Senator from Louisiana. Who says some pretty outrageous stuff. Uh, well, but it's true. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, outrageous as in like, you just don't hear. I mean, you hear your grandpa talk like John Kennedy. Yeah. Grandpa talks like John Kennedy. I got nothing you know? to lose. I'm just going to yeah. put it out there because it's the way it is. Yeah. If you don't want to be my friend, I've lived this mm-hmm. many years. Don't need your shit anyway. Mm-hmm. So I hopped on t- Twitter last night and heard that Trump's speech was like two hours long, I think. Yeah. And it was good. Yeah. So I haven't heard it yet. Well, but I read I will listen to it. As I was doing a... I don't have the figures in front of me, but as mm-hmm. I was reading, doing a research here today, the straw poll that came out right after it was over with for best candidate to run for president in 2024, mm-hmm. Trump smoked him. Really? Like he smoked DeSantis by 20 points. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not saying is anything. I'm not, I'm yeah. not against DeSantis. I don't want anybody to think that I don't like the guy. Not at all. Not against DeSantis at all. I'm yeah. just reporting what I read. I know Trump has been promoting these polls and stuff and has been saying that he would win by, you know, two-digit two points. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. But I I can't help but think that DeSantis hasn't even said that he's going to run. So no. if he did announce, what would that look like? I think that those numbers would tighten up pretty fast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, the speculation is that, from everything yeah. I read today, DeSantis sometime this spring is going to announce that he's going to run. Gosh. Which, I mean, like Jeremy from Panama City said, mm-hmm. I he's building momentum. That's what he's doing. He's out yeah. here trying to build momentum. Yeah. He's doing stuff in other states, and he's not a national politician. Mm. So <laughs> That's true. Yet. Yet. I don't know. I'm still on the Trump train. No, I do not idolize Donald Trump at all, but he uh, he did a lot for our country. He did. And well, the I've, history books are going to show that. I've said it before. I would love nothing more than to see a lame duck, a lame duck mm-hmm. Trump presidency. I just yeah. can't imagine how much fun that might be. The fact that the mainstream is not even reporting on his speech or his, you know, anything, which we don't, we got rid of DirecTV. Fox two, carried the whole thing yesterday. Two or three but what I'm saying is we don't turn on the news and it's not easily oh, accessible. C-SPAN okay. is not easily accessible to me yeah, anymore. So we, uh, yeah, get this, guys. <laughs> Let me finish. Okay, go ahead. Let I'm me sorry. finish. I can't even remember what I was going to say now. I lost my train of thought. That the mainstream media didn't cover it. Well. For the most part. Just talking about Trump in general. Like, they just don't, they don't talk anything good about him. And if they, you know, Brian Kilmeade went in and couldn't find anybody looking. Maybe one person was interested in DeSantis running for 2024. But... I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mind just, you, that's all anecdotal more, as well. The more the mainstream media dogs on him, the more like I'm like, he's solid, and yeah. I don't I don't trust the media. So yeah, 
that's just my that's my that's my viewpoint. Yeah. But we did get rid of Directv. You pulled the plug once we once you found out that they had canceled Newsmax. And yeah. When they took Newsmax and they're I just yeah. they're expensive and I just mm-hmm. was like you know AT and T you're just a bunch of woke liberal you know what's I just like I'm not mm-hmm. gonna I'm not paying for you anymore. Yeah. So we canceled Directv and signed up for Sling uh-huh. TV uh-huh. and. I don't have every channel I had with DirecTV. It's led me to watch a whole lot more TikTok, <laughs> which is Jeez. fine. Which is fine. You can get a lot of good news off TikTok. Okay. But uh, whenever I did that, the unintended consequence of canceling DirecTV was we lost C-SPAN, and I had no idea how much Hello Jessica <laughs> liked C-SPAN. Because <laughs> I'm did. not here whenever you're home paying bills. I have no idea what you're listening to in the background. I had no idea it was C-SPAN. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of... I listen to a lot of the House committees, the subcommittees and that kind of stuff. And what is really aggravating is I feel like there's not a schedule that I can go and view and say, okay, this is what's going on this week. And it's all transparent of what's coming up and who's on the committees and all that stuff. There's not one place you can go and find that information. So um, that's very frustrating to me. So you turn on C-SPAN on DirecTV or if you log, if you get on it on your phone, you can log in with your TV provider, which I might be able to do with Sling. I don't know, but I know. You can get add-ons and stuff (laughs) like that, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It just. It's okay. It's okay. I didn't lose that though. So. Yeah. We never paid any bills today. Did you know that? Oh, you mean, oh, and thank you for everyone who wants to, who has purchased my pillow and used our promo code. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. Two weeks. Yeah. For sure. Let's pay Thank some you. bills. Folks, we would agree that the B&B program is, well, kick-ass program. We would also agree that you, the listeners of the B&B program, are some of the hardest working folks in the United States. You come home from work and you're tired and you just want to be comfortable. Well, I have a store for you. MyPillow.com. You can go there, foam mattresses, mattress covers, the MyPillow 2.0. You have to get that. Giza Dream Sheets, slippers, sandals. They even sell coffee to get you going tomorrow morning. These are American-made products by American workers. The owner of this store is Mike Lindell. He is a true American patriot. He's fought through and through for conservative-type values. The anti-woke type guy that we like, that's him. So go to MyPillow.com. Or call 1-800-886-1048. That's 1-800-886-1048. And support this great American company. And as the jingle goes. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Promo code Hello Jessica. (laughs) Oh, this is a good one. Heck Yeah. yeah. This is a good one. Some good old bumper music here. All right, rolling along here. What do we got going on for this week? Anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, Alden has spring break. Oh, yeah. he does? Yeah. yeah, that's this week. Oh, yeah. We've got an early spring break, so that's going to be fun. I don't know what we're going to do yet because the four-wheeler died again, so I need to take a look at that and see what I can figure out. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else I'm going to do. What have you got going on this week? Hall grain. Uh-huh. Hall grain. Okay. That's Monday and Tuesday. Hall grains Wednesday. Hall grains Thursday and Hall grains Friday. Are you going to use your your dump trailer? Yeah, I'm going to try to. I got to get that thing figured out a little more. 
How excited was Alden to see a dump trailer? Very much. I got a 35-foot <laughs> East uh, hybrid dump trailer. And uh, Alden, he's he's wanted a dump trailer forever. Yeah. We finally got a dump trailer. So it's got a tag axle on it so I can load her a little more heavy and stay legal. Not that I care about legals, but. You do. <laughs> you do a Only when bit. I'm pulling onto the scales I yeah. care about being legal. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's about all I'm going to do is just haul grain here. Okay, I mean, you're gonna be busy. Keep the uh, keep oil wells pumping. Uh huh. So, I don't know. I'm trying to think, do we have anything else? Huge thank you for huge thank you to everyone who is buying these my pillow products and using the promo code Hello Jessica. Yeah, like it's real. Yeah, I know. And and, and one thing's for certain. <clears throat> Excuse me. One thing is for certain. The the commission that we get is going to help pay for this scholarship. Yeah. It, this is mm-hmm. not this is not like a massive amount of money that we're expecting unless like every single one of you did it. <laughs> then it would be a pretty substantial <laughs> amount of money. So go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you want to contribute to the show and help pay for the scholarships and go right ahead. Cuz that's where this, it's going to go. Is, this is ultimately. how you would support this is how you'd support the show. Yeah, we, so. we, we don't have a 501 so you can't just give us money, right? In right, a, in, right. Like so you, donate money. Right. Yeah. You can't mm-hmm. just donate money because we would have to claim it as taxable income mm-hmm. and that doesn't help anybody. Right. So this is one way that like you, you could get a product, but also help support mm-hmm. a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we make enough money to pay for these three scholarships, let's just say we made enough money for five of them. If we have candidates, I'm not above five. Right. If it worked out. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Just keep in mind, your your giving is also not just going in. It would not be going into our pockets per se. It's going to be uh, paying it forward to, to help mm-hmm. somebody because mm-hmm. that's just the way we want to be. It's just we want to help people that that want to help themselves. Well, we're especially. Sewing, sewing into individuals. Exactly. Is what we're doing exactly mm-hmm. giving it as a gift from our hearts, the bottom of our hearts. Yep. So. Exactly. So that's that's yeah. one way you can. Be a part of the fun here, for mm-hmm. sure. Speaking of colleges, I just saw on, I, I saw just a little blurb about Millican University and how they've been going on their seventh day of fasting and prayer. Wow. Yeah. Like no eating? Well, fasting and prayer. So whatever they're fasting. I mean, fasting, can you can fast from lots of different things. Maybe, okay. Maybe it's a fast from social media or, oh, okay. you know, fasting. But they have... Um, I, I saw a, a room set up and it looked like a worship room and fasting and prayer. And they were on their seventh day in a row of fasting and prayer. Well, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, when Cody and I were coming back from Altamont on Friday night, yeah, we were talking about fasting just from a dietary standpoint, not, yes. not religious. Yes. He said that he has seen TikToks of people who have fasted for like a true 40 days. Yeah. And not eaten. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's possible? I do. And you wouldn't die? I would think you would die. In fact, I just saw one last night. I jumped on Facebook. I jumped on TikTok. And I spent a little bit of the evening of my alone time on those things. And one of the TikToks that I watched was a three-minute video of this guy saying that he had fasted for 30 days. And after about the 10th day, and this is no food for 30 days, so he was, he so was just drinking, water. He was drinking at least twelve ounces of or twelve Beers? glasses of purified <laughs> water every day. 
Okay. No, not beer. <laughs> so he was doing that, and in about day ten, he was st- he started coughing up mucus out of his body. So um, he said things were definitely happening happening to him, which I thought was really interesting. Now I do the sixteen eight fast almost every day throughout the week. So I I try not to eat because I le- eat late sometimes. Yeah. I try not to eat until two p.m. like lunch or breakfast, however you want to call it. Right. So I try to wait that long to eat. And I think that there are so many health benefits. I don't know exactly what they all are. I would think I would have I think thought it would have good for you. No nutrients, no nothing, just living off water. I don't know. I think it's a way to purify your body and your blood, and not putting any crap in it. You know? Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know anything. I don't either. And I've never heard of the the twenty or thirty day fasting until that man. I mean, you make it to forty days. That's like Jesus. Well, yeah. He said in, the, I mean, in the Bible, he says, do these things and more when I leave this earth, when I leave you. Yeah. So I believe that he, he expects us to do things, Man. but he, you know, he was fasting, fasting with his father and he was spending time with God. Yeah. So I think that's where that whole. Do you think there's a point, like if you did start to fast, would there be a point, like, obviously you'd have to fight it off the urge to want to eat just because, Hey, it's noon. It's time to eat lunch. Do you think there'd come a point where like. Maybe after five days of fasting, you're like, okay, I totally don't miss food. When I started intermittent fasting, I had to fight back the re- that hunger feeling in my stomach. And, oh, it's 8 o'clock and I've, I've got, my stomach is growling. Yes, I'm hungry. It's time to eat. Okay. So I was programmed to say, okay, it's 8 o'clock. I need to eat breakfast. And then, okay, it's noon or 1. It's time to eat. Whenever I started intermittent fasting, I had to change my thoughts. But I wonder if they completely go away after you're just not eating for a while. I have no idea if you just don't get hungry anymore. I don't know. I don't know. And that would be just an incredible um, amount of weight loss you would do very, very quickly. Because just think about your normal 2,000 calorie diet. From everything I've read, unless what I've read is wrong, Mm -hmm. 3,000 calories is one pound, right? Honey, I have no idea about that. I don't know anything about it. Okay. Well, if I'm right, mm-hmm. you'd be losing like three quarters of sixty six percent of one pound a day by not eating and only drinking water on a two thousand calorie diet. Yeah, that's a that's going to equate to some fast weight loss. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Intermittent fasting is great for me. Nicole and I. Nicole started it. She's like, I started intermittent fasting. It's like whenever she's like, it works for me. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'd say. Right. I'm going to try that. So I did. And my body feels better. Like if I would eat something sweet after dark, after dinner and stuff, my knees and my joints would, I could almost feel them swollen in the morning. I don't know. You probably have never heard this before because I've never told you about it. I'm getting ready to call your bluff. I'm totally getting ready to call it. If before I started fasting and I would have. before you started. Before I started fasting, I would. (laughs) Yes, because I still have snacks in the evening. Well, just a couple nights ago at the Smoking Pig, me and you shared the biggest piece of blackberry cobbler and ice cream you could possibly eat. I was going to ask if the next day your joints hurt, but you said before. Before I started fasting and I would have dessert or a snack or a nutty bar or whatever at night, I would wake up and my knees, my joints would hurt, like physically hurt. I'm too young for that. Okay. So when I started fasting, that was the first biggest change. Yeah. Because I still ate like sugar stuff after okay after okay dark. okay yeah. have you always eaten dessert is that a southern thing 
southern southern food like if you're when you're having dinner supper yeah when you're having dinner you have bread with your meal yep and you have uh, a hearty meal yeah and there's always something sweet to eat with it for dessert or just I don't with know it. if you'd call it dessert or you know like grandma would have peanut brittle or you know and you could eat that after after your supper you are one mm-hmm. of the few people male or female that I've ever been around that when you get done eating at a restaurant, dessert is always an option. You and I don't go out to eat that often. No, but when we do, and it's been this <laughs> way we since do? we've ever known each other. That's true. Like, you, like I'm full from the steak. I'm done. I always leave room for dessert. And, and then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll have that cheesecake. And I've never been like that. And I've never been, really, I don't think I've ever been around anybody like that until you. Oh. So I didn't know if that was a Southern thing. Like it's polite in Arkansas to, to have dessert. To dessert. No, no. I think that, I think that it's just a me thing. Okay. I okay. don't think that, I don't think that grandma and mom, mom did that. I mean, there was always something sweet at home, I guess. I, right. I like to bake. So as I got older, I, I learned, I taught myself how to make shortbread cookies and pies and all that kind of stuff. But then uh, grandma always had something sweet at her house, I guess. But you and I, you and I, as a married couple, we do not get to go out and sit at dinner very often. No, we don't. And that's don't. okay. I enjoy cooking whatever. Or frozen pizza. You know, I enjoy it all here at I home. <laughs> and whenever we do go out, I get dessert because it's a treat that we're going out. <laughs> okay. Well, have you done that with the people all your life, though? Never, never. You haven't? Mm-mm. Just with me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, what's funny is like you, I've never been around somebody that asked for dessert. I mean, I, I get done eating my hearty whole steak and big old baked potato and green <laughs> beans. And I'm sitting there feeling like a bloated bovine piece of crap where I'm ready to just start burping stuff up and chewing my cud. Ew. But then you bring up the idea of getting a piece of cheesecake and what am I doing? I'm diving into it with you. <laughs> You're licking That's your chops. If you weren't there, I never would have done that. <laughs> So. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about it. I, I yeah, I don't get it. But whatever, it's not. The, I mean, hell, there's much more uh, I mean, I unhealthy things to do. But right, I didn't date a whole lot of people before you. Like, right, and just slept with them. What? <laughs> Jeez, Ryan. That's a total joke, folks. Uh-huh. I caught her off guard. You sure did. <laughs> No, I had to ask for permission. The The guy before you, I was with for a very long time. And um, shoot, I don't know. I wasn't allowed to take the 50 cents out of my pocket without him already having a place for it. And I guess I would never be able to get dessert with him, maybe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so with you, like you allow me to get it and I just kind of like it. And I have okay. a sweet tooth anyway, so I don't know. you with that. I don't know. I yeah. just, it's a treat. We All don't right. go out ever. So when we do. Very true. We're going to have dessert. Very true. I'm going to taste it all. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Well, folks, I think we're going to get out of here. Call her a day. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful day out and I'm ready to go outside and play. So I'm going once. Anything else? I don't think so. Going twice. I'll think about it after we close the show down. And we could write it down and it'll be on next week's <laughs> program. All right, y'all. Leah Thomas is still a boy. You were born an American. Don't forget to be one. Jesus Christ is still our Savior, and we will be here next week. So, adios.